and the Germans were quite ready to make use of them, even when they were decadent. At this moment, Drieur de la Rochelle is editing the Nouvelle Revue Française. Pound is bellowing against the Jews on the Rome radio, and Céline is a valued exhibit in Paris, or at least his books are. All of these would come under the heading of Kultur Bolshevismus, but they are also useful cards to play against the intelligentsia in Britain and the USA. If the Germans got to England, similar things would happen, and I think I could make out at least a preliminary list of the people who would go over. Notice the date of this. It should be borne in mind here that until recently, the Soviet Union had been in a military alliance with Hitler, an alliance loudly defended by Britain's communists, and that Moscow Radio had denounced the British naval blockade of Nazi Germany as a barbaric war on civilians. The German Communist Party had published a statement in 1940 in which it was discovered that, for dialectical reasons, the British Empire was somewhat worse than the National Socialist one. Orwell never tired of pointing these things out, They were the sort of illusions or delusions that could have real consequences. Nor did he omit to mention and specify the sorts of intellectual, E. H. Carr being a celebrated instance, who could transfer his allegiance with sinister smoothness from one despotic regime to another. No less to the point, he had discovered in Spain that the communist strategy relied very heavily upon the horror and terror of anonymous denunciation secret informing, and police espionage. At that date, the official hero of all young communists was Pavlik Morosov, a fourteen-year-old pioneer who had turned in his family to the Soviet police for the offence of hoarding grain. The villagers had slain him as a result. Statues of the martyr child were commonplace in the USSR, and it was the obligation of a good party member to emulate his example. Orwell's disgust at this culture of betrayal was not confined to the visceral style by which he portrayed and condemned it in 1984. He showed a lifelong hatred for all forms of censorship, proscription, and blacklisting. Even when Sir Oswald Mosley was released from prison at the height of the Second World War, a piece of lenience which inspired many complaints from supposed anti-fascists, Orwell commented that it was unpleasant to see the left protesting at the application of habeas corpus. He took the same line with those who objected to lifting the government ban on the publication of The Daily Worker, only taking time to notice that this habit of intolerance had been acquired by many people from The Daily Worker's own editors. In May 1946, he wrote that the main danger from any communist-led split in the labor movement was that it could hardly result in a communist-controlled government, but it might bring back the conservatives, which, I suppose, would be less dangerous from the Russian point of view than the spectacle of a Labour government making a success of things. This last sentence approaches the crux of the matter. The extreme left and the democratic left had concluded in different ways that Stalinism was a negation of socialism and not a version of it. Orwell had seen the extreme left massacred by Stalin's agents in Spain, 
and he was one of the few to call attention to the execution of the Polish socialist Bund leaders Henrik Ehrlich and Viktor Alter on Stalin's orders in 1943. For him, the quarrel with the Stalin turn was not an academic question or a difference of degree. He felt it as an intimate and very present threat, and the campaign to ban or restrict his books, to blacklist him and his writing, had been led by surreptitious communist sympathizers who worked both in publishing and in the offices of the British state. It was a bureaucrat in the Ministry of Information named Peter Smolka who had quietly helped orchestrate the near suppression of Animal Farm. One might therefore put it like this. In the late 1940s, Orwell was fighting for survival as a writer, and also considered the survival of democratic and socialist values to be at stake in the struggle against Stalin. Was it possible to conduct this...